on Yudchesem Adalef, I think it's six or seven lines from the top of the Yomud, Rava Omar. The Gemara here is going to give a second answer to explain the Pshat and the Braise before, what, what was it speaking about? Regarding the fact that a Kohen Gadol could always take Chelek Bereish. He can take from the Karbanis or from the Lechem Aponim, the Shtei Lechem Bereish, before everyone else. But there there was a Machloikis in the Braise. How much could he take? One opinion that Abbanan say, he could only take less than half. Rebbe says, no, he can take up to half. La'aran u'levonov, he can take half. So the Gemara asked a contradiction in the Braise, because in the beginning of the Braise it says, by the Shtei Lechem, he can take half. And then in the end of the Braise, it brings Rebbe's opinion that he could take half. But then in the middle, it spoke about the Lechem upon him, and it said that he could only take four or five. That seems like it's not the opinion of Rebbe. That goes according to the opinion of the Rabbanon, that he could take only less than half. So we, yesterday we brought one teretz, a biased teretz, that really the first, the beginning, the, the beginning and the second case of the Braise is uh, the Rabbanon. But now, the Gemara is going to bring a second teretz from Rave that will explain that really the entire Braise is all Rebbe's opinion that the Kayan Gadol can take half. So let's see the explanation. Rav Omarov explains, Kula Rebbe Hi. The entire Braise is all Rebbe. Vesavallah Kerab Yehuda. And so first of all, regarding the Lechem Aponim, that's the main hardship that we have over here. The first part of the Braise is clear that it's Rebbe's opinion because he's taking half of the Shtei Lechem. In the end, Rebbe speaking and says he takes half. The middle case regarding Lechem Aponim, where it's Mashma that he takes less than half, that's the question. So first of all, the Gemara says, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda. What's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion? So we learned yesterday, Rabbi Yehuda says, there were the two groups of Kainim that came in on Shabbos, so, but there was one group that got an extra two of the Lechem Aponim as a reward for locking up the doors. So therefore, the Lechem Aponim was really only divided to ten of the Lechem Aponim. The other two were put aside for them. So we're only dividing ten. What would be half of that ten? Five, to take five. So that's the first point. So we understand why the Braise says that you would get five. But then, according to this, if it's Rebbe and he's supposed to get half, so why does it say that the Kohen Gadol could only take four of the Lechem upon him? Shouldn't he have to take five? So the Gemara answers, It's not a question. Over here, the case where he's taking only four, it's because there's a Mishmar that's there. There's an, there's an extra Mishmar that stayed there, and we'll explain in a second what that means. And ha the leke mishmar amesakiv. And here we're speaking about the where there is no extra mishmar that's there. So Rashi Avir explains that when it comes a, a Shabbos that falls out uh, near a yontif. So let's say the yontif falls out on a Monday, or the yontif falls out on a Thursday. So there's a mishmar that came, and they came, they arrived early, and because it's a yontif, they came already from before Shabbos to be there for Monday. Or because Yontiv was on Thursday, they didn't get a chance to leave Yerushalayim before Shabbos, so they stayed there in the base of Mikdosh over Shabbos. So the halacha is that those Mishmaris that stay over there, because it was a Yontiv nearby, so they, we put aside two of the Lechem upon him for them, for that Mishmar that stayed around over there. And just to explain, I'm, I'm being, Rashi over explains this, and this is the Gemara and Sukkah, I'm saying specifically if the Yontiv was on a Thursday, or the Yontiv was on a Monday, because then they get two chalas. What's if the yomtif was on a Friday or on a Sunday or on Shabbos itself? The halacha is any Shabbos that's on the yomtif itself or right together with yomtif, there's no particular mishma that does the then. 
on the Yontif itself, any Mishma could come and do the Aveda, and they divided the Lechem upon him for everybody equally. Friday, right? Yeah, Friday, Sunday also, because it goes Mamish together with Shabbos. But if it's one day removed from the Shabbos, so then there's a, a Mishmar that was there, it's hard for them to arrive the day in between, so it's likely that they'll come early. So we want to make it easier for them, for them to be able to come early or leave late, so therefore we put aside two Chalas for them. So therefore it comes out, in a case where you have this extra Mishmar that's there, besides the two Chalas that we gave for that Mishmar HaNichnas that was closing the door, we also put aside two Chalas for that Mishmar that was staying behind or that was coming early. And therefore now we're only left with eight Chalas of the Lechem upon him. And therefore it's that eight Chalas that was divided, and when you give the Kayin a Godel half, he gets four of them. So the Gemara explains, If you have this extra Mishma that was left that stayed there, So then you're only dividing eight of the Lechem upon him. So the Kohen Gadol takes half of that, which is four. But if you don't have this Mishma that's uh, staying over there, so now you're dividing the Lechem upon him, the ten of the Lechem upon him. So then he takes half, which is five. That's the pshat of this b'raisa. So the second case in the b'raisa where it talks about four or five is also according to Rabbi's opinion. But the Gemara now concludes with a question, Ihachi, if that's the pshat of the b'raisa, my Rabbi Oimer lo elam chamesh. So then why does the b'raisa afterwards bring Rabbi's opinion that the Kayan Godel always takes five? We just brought a second before this Rabbi's opinion. That according to Rabbi, usually he takes five, but sometimes he takes four. So why does the Brisa say again that Rabbi says that he takes five? Kashya. So this, the Gemara, this remains a question. But somebody showing him say that the Gemara doesn't say to Yufta on this answer, it just says Kashya, which means that it's not completely refuted, because the way you could read the Brisa is, it's telling you that according to Rabbi, he would get either four or five. And then the Brisa concludes, Rabbi Yemes, since usually Rabbi would say that you get five, which is half. So it's when it says Rabbi Yemes, it's not like a separate thing. It's just like explaining. Since Rabbi says usually you would get five, which would be half. So therefore, regarding the Lechem upon him, sometimes you would get five and sometimes you would get four. Depends if there's a Yom Tiv nearby and then you would have to divide it only into four. That's how you would read the Mishnah. So how much would get like four or five chalas? The what, the what? How much would get only four? Yeah. Only four of the chalas, correct. Yeah, and the no, so everyone gets a little piece. We're going back to the Kohen Gadol. How do we, this, this, these Mishnayas just speak about preparing the Kohen Gadol for his Aveda? So we separate him and he's there for seven days. So the Mishnah says, They gave over for him older uh, people, the Chachamim, from the Bezden. And they read for him the halachas of the Seder of the day that he has to do in Yom Kippur. And they tell him, Ishi Kayan Gadol. Ishi means my master. It's a lashon of Chashivas. My master, the Kayan Gadol. Read you, you read the halachas with your own mouth. Say it. So you'll remember it. Especially if you read it and you say it loud. Maybe you forgot the halachas. Or maybe you didn't learn the halachas of Yom Kippur. Your mother's going to ask, how is that possible? A Kayan Gadol? Never learned the halachas. Erev Yom Kippurim, and then on Erev Yom Kippur, Shachris in the morning, they bring him to the gate by Mizrach, and they bring in front of him, Parim, Ve'elim, Okvasim, so the bulls and the rams and the lambs that he's going to be bringing as a carbon. 
They bring, so the Marsha says, those actual behemoths that are going to be used for the carbon, not stampa, they bring those behemoths. So he should recognize them and he should get accustomed to the Aveda <coughs> that he has to do tomorrow in Yom Kippur. Kol Shiva Sayomim, all seven days. They would not hold back of him. Michael, Mishta, eating and drinking. They would allow him to eat and drink whatever he wanted. But Erev Yom Kippurim, but on Erev Yom Kippur, Im Chasheicha, when it became close to darkness, they would not allow him to eat a lot, even though Erev Yom Kippur, it's a mitzvah to eat, and you, want to, and you want to eat enough to be able to fast the next day, but for the Kohen Gadol, in the afternoon, closer to evening, they did not let him eat a lot. If you eat too much, so then this makes you drowsy and it will cause him to sleep. And the Kohen, Kohen Gadol did not sleep the entire night. It kept him up. They didn't want him to have any tumah, a tumah scary, which could happen when he falls asleep. So therefore, he wouldn't eat a lot, so they should keep him awake the entire night. Well, it said in the Mishnah that they tell the Kohen Gadol to learn and they review the halachas, because maybe he forgot them. That's possible. Lachaya means, yeah, that could happen. But when the Mishnah says they tell him to say the halachas, because maybe he never learned them, do we have a Kohen Gadol that doesn't know any of the halachas? Who do you appoint as a Kohen Gadol? The Kohen that's greater than his brothers. What does this mean? He should be greater than his brothers with his, with his energy, with his power, and his beauty, his wisdom of learning Torah, and to be rich as well. Others add to this and say, How do you know a Kohen Gadol that doesn't have money, doesn't have, does not Oisher, uh, that his brothers, the Kainim, have to elevate him and give him money to be rich. How does he become Godel? Which means elevate him and give him the, make him rich from, from his brothers. So the point is that you see here in this Braise that the Kain Godel has to be a Chacham, which means Taira. So how can you say that the Kain Godel doesn't know the Allahs of Yom Kippur? So this is not a question because Khan be Mikdash This Bryce is speaking about the way it's supposed to be and the way it was in the first place of Mikdash, that the Kayan Godl had all these qualifications. Khan be Mikdashani. Our Bryce is speaking about in the Mikdashani where they would appoint Kayanim Gadalna that were not at all fitting to be a Kayan Godl. So therefore they told him that maybe you forgot or maybe you never learned. Dhamma Ravasi, Ravasi said, Tarkeve de Dinre, three Kavim of Dinrim, Ailele Martabas Baisis Liane Malke. Martabas Baisis gave to Yane Amelech, Alda Oikmel Yeshua ben Gamle, Bekani Rabrivi, in order that he should appoint Yeshua ben Gamle to be a Kohen Gadl. So Rashi here actually says that this Martabas Baisis was an Almona, and she was rich, and she went and she was Mikadish, Yeshua ben Gamle, as a. As a he, he was Mekadashur actually, that um, she became his wife, at least Kedushin. It has to be Nisun as well, if she wants to be the wife of the Kohen Gadol, as we learned before, Beisai. So she, she got married to him, and then she wanted him to be appointed to become the Kohen Gadol. But the Rishayim all bring up over here, that there's a Gemara in Baba Basra that talks about Yeshua ben Gamla, that he was actually a great person. He was, uh, did great things, he was a big tzaddik. So we're bringing this as a, Example of a story that we appoint a Kohen Gadol that was not fitting to be a Kohen Gadol. But how could you say that about Yeshua ben Gamla? So some Rishayim say that this happens to be a story where he was fitting. 
But from here we see that the Kohen Gadol was paid for and therefore it was also done with Kohen Gadol that were not fitting. Some others say that there was uh, two different people, Yeshua ben Gamla. It's not the same Yeshua ben Gamla that's spoken about in other places. So a few answers to this. Akoponim, here we see this thing that in the time of the second base of Mikdash, they would pay to become a Kohen Gadol. So it could be a Kohen Gadol that wasn't even on the level to be a Kohen Gadol. The next thing it said of the Mishnah is, They would bring all the Karbanas in front of him to see his Karbanas that he'll be bringing tomorrow. It says, Besides the Parim, Elam, and Kvasim, also the goats that were brought for Karbanas, he also brought in front of him. So the Tan of our Mishnah, Why does he not say that he brought the Seidim in front of him as well, which was brought as a Chatos? What answers? Kivin the alchet kaosul. Since the seidim that were brought were brought for the avedus of Klal Yisrael, chol shedaitei, he might have a chalisha sadas. This might cause actually him to be, uh, huh? to be weakened by this. In other words, he might think to himself, "Who am I? I'm going to be successful in bringing uh, to, have to be depressed, or they think I'm going to be the one successful to bring the kapata for Yidden. So therefore, that we didn't want to bring in front of him." We're just trying to prepare him and motivate him to do that way, but not that he should have a chalisha sadas. So the Gemara asks, if that's the issue, why should we bring in front of him the bulls? The, the, the par is also a karm chatos. So the Gemara answers, there's a difference. Par, the, what is the, the par being brought for? Kivin the olav, val echav That's the karm that's brought as a karm chatos for himself. And for the Kayanim, when the Yavedis that the Kayanim did in the Beis HaMikdosh. So regarding his brothers, the Kayanim, If there's something that there's a concern, some issue, some Aveda that there is by the Kayanim, the Kayan Gadol would know about this. And he's able to do something about it, to bring them to do Tshuva. So therefore he's not so concerned that he might not be successful with bringing a Tshuva and a Kapara for this. But the Kuli Yisrael, well, regarding all other Yidin, the carbon, the Seidim that are carbon chattas for all the Klal Yisrael, lo yoda. He doesn't know who it is that has to do tshuva, so he, da- he can't be machzad and b'tshuva, so he's concerned that he might not be able to bring the pride and cause the kapara properly. And some Bepharshim actually say that the Kayin Gadol was concerned that he might be embarrassed because if the kapara is not going to be proper, so what happened was the red string that they tied turned white when, when the kapara was done. But if it, the kapara was not done in the times of the second base of Mikdash, the red string didn't always turn white. So the Kohen Gadol was, it just could cause him to become embarrassed that it won't turn white. But it's an interesting thing if you think about what the Gemara says here, that the Kohen Gadol knows about what's happening amongst the Kohenim. There were thousands of Kohenim. How could the Kohen Gadol know about what's happening amongst the Kohenim? Interesting. So some, I mean, there's some, some chassidish svarim, it says that it's not that he knows, but it's that these Kohenim, that were more, had a more of a hiskashras to this Kayan Gadol. They were more connected to him. So therefore, his Aveda, he's able to do and for them much stronger, a much more powerful way because of their connection to him. So he can bring them a kapara. The rest of Klal Yisrael, it doesn't have that same connection to him. So therefore, he can't necessarily cause the kapara for them. Mm-hmm. He knows, so, so then he could the cause for them to daven better for them, yeah. And what brings an interesting uh, connection to this. This is what people say. If the son of your daughter, of the son of your sister, your, your nephew, is a police officer, if you see him in the marketplace, don't go in front of him. Why not? 
because he knows you, he knows how much money you have, he knows everything that's going on by you, and if he wants to get money out of you and he wants to make any libel against you, he'll, he'll be able to, because he knows exactly what's going on by you. So therefore, stay away from him. So that's just, he's bringing, the is bringing this in the negative sense. With someone that's close to you, you know more about him, so then stay away from him. So the same thing, the Kainim that knows more about him, is more connected to what's going on by the Kainim, so he's not concerned about bringing a kapata for them. The next thing it said in the mission is called Shiva They allowed him to eat and drink all seven days as much as he wanted, but then when it came out of Yom Kippur and it came in towards the evening, they didn't let him drink a lot or eat a lot. They would give him to eat on Erev Yom Kippur, and this is Erev Yom Kippur in the morning, Rashi says. Saltais, foods from flour, and eggs. Why? In order to soften his stomach, that he should not have to use that the next day on Erev Yom Kippur itself, he shouldn't have to be busy with going to the bathroom. So they responded to Rabbi Yehuda ben Akusa and said to him, Kol shekein, if you do this, you're causing a bigger problem. You're bringing him to chimum means you warm him up that he should cause him to have an emission that should make him tummy. These are kinds of food that cause a seminal emission, so you don't want to feed him these kinds of foods. And now in connection to this, the Gemara is going to bring a bunch of different foods that we don't want to serve a kain gadol for this reason. Tanya and Abraisa, we learned, Sumcha said in the name of Rav Meir, we don't serve the Kayan Loi Abi. The Gemara is going to say what Abi is, three things. Others say, he said, Loi Ababi. And others added and said, Aflo Yayan Lovan. Also, not white wine. So, what's the Rosh Tevis of these things? Loi Abi means Beitzim. You don't, huh? Sorry, I skipped the line. Loi Esrig. You don't serve him Esrig. Loi Beitzim and not eggs. Loi Yayan Yoshan and not old wine. And then the other version, and they added, and not fat meat, and not old wine, and also not white wine. And the reason for all these things is, and the white wine as well, they can cause a person to have an omission that will make him tummy. Connection to this, the Gemara brings a similar thing regarding a Zav. That are certain things that cause a person to become a Zav. Taner Abanon and Abraisa we learned. Zav, when it comes to a Zav, we cause the fact that he had such an omission to become a Zav, to be Tomei, if he eats too much. Or Vachal Mine Michael. There are certain kinds of foods, even if you don't eat a lot of them, they cause you to become a Zav. Right, so the halacha by a Zav is, as Rashi here brings Bekitzer, if a person eats something and that causes him to become a Zav, so if you see an emission once, you become tummy. It doesn't make a difference what caused it. But if you see an ari'iyah of an emission of azav twice or three times, if we know that it was caused by this overeating or certain kinds of foods, that's what's called ari'iyah ba'inis, that it was caused by something else and it didn't just happen, and then he will not be tummy. But the thing is, Azov that, Azov that became Tomei, even though it, it, it was something that was caused by Ines, Azov has to count seven days. If he had, if he had a Re'iyah twice, he has to count seven days and then go to the Mikveh. If he had a Re'iyah three times, he has to count seven days, go to the Mikveh and bring a carbon. Those seven days have to be pure, clean, without any emission including an emission that we know was caused by overeating or any kind of foods, it doesn't matter. It has to be completely pure those days. So therefore the Gemara is going to explain over here that there are certain foods that the Zav that wants to have those seven clean days should stay away from. 
So therefore, Zav that wants to have clean days, so the Gemara first brings it in a Rosh Tevis, and then it'll explain what it is. Any foods that cause a person to become tummy. So what are these things? Milk, cheese, eggs, or wine. What is this? May grisen. The water that certain beans were soaked in it, Grisan shall pull beans, Basa Shomain, and fat meat, Umurius, and the sauce from the fish, from the small fish. Those are the foods that cause an emission. And then the Braisa adds also not to eat other foods that cause tume. So it's meat is others. What are they? La this comes to add also that it said in a different there are five different foods that cause a person to become tummy. What are they? Garlic, cress, which is porcelain. You know what that is? Okay, me neither. And eggs, and arugula. Alright, I got the translation right? No, they have a different one there? Rockets, yeah. Rockets? Okay, never met, never, never had it. Okay, so these are the foods that cause a person to have an emission. The Mepharshim here say that it's interesting because before the Gemara was speaking about the Kayin Gadl, and it only brought up Esrik, Beitzim, Yain Yashon, or Basar, it didn't mention all these other foods. Here we're talking about the Zav, it gives you a whole longer list. So the Rambam says that true, the whole longer list that it says here applies to the Kayin Gadl as well. Before it brought some of them, now it brings others, but it also applies to the Kayin Gadl. But other Mepharshim say that no, by the Kayan Gadol, it's actually a halacha, that you're not allowed to feed him those things, and therefore it only limits it to those few things that were more sort of more careful, more sure that it might, might cause Tumah. These other foods that it mentions here, this is just the Eitzah Teveh, Benigayat and over here we're including more things, even more than by what it was by the Kayan Gadol. So Derech Agav, the Gemara brings up regarding this last thing we mentioned here, Gargir, what is the benefits of this Gargir? It says in Apostik, This is Apostik in Malachim, it was a time of a hunger, and the Apostik they said that someone went out to the field and he gathered Oiris. I mean, Oiris is translated as light, but what, what, what does this refer to? He collected this food that's called Gargir, that's very good. Good for the eyes, exactly. Gemara will explain that. Lama nikrishman Oiris. So then why does it have this nickname of Oiris, of light? Shemiris is Einayim. Because it's good for the eyesight. Amr Avonah, Avonah says, Garger, so you have this Garger, im if you could eat it, Oichloi, it's good for you to eat it. Im if you can't eat it, Mavira Gabayenov, put it on your eyes and it's good for the eyesight. But Amr Av Pape, which, which Garger are we talking about? Begargerira. Only the garga that, that grows on the fences of the fields. Because those that grow in the middle of the field, so there's other vegetables or other things that grow there, so it doesn't have the full nourishment of the field, it doesn't have the full kayak. But it grows on the border, so then it grows much stronger, and that's the garga that has a strong power. Amarav Giddel, in connection to the same subject, going back to before, Benigayat, to the tomb of a Balkari and so on. So Rav Giddel said, Amarav, in the name of Rav, Achsanoi, a person that's a guest, should not eat eggs that will cause a seminal emission, and should not use uh, as, a, as a sheet or to sleep on a, a cloak that the balabayas will then wear during the day, because then if we'll have, uh, if we'll have a tari of keri, so then he might become embarrassed, he might become uh, the, a gnai for him, that uh, everyone will see this. 
Rav, the Gemara says as follows, Rav, when he traveled, and he came to the city of Darshish, so he was away, he came, he's traveled alone without his wife, and he wanted to be careful not to be guided him any tumor, to have any emission uh, of a keri. So he, therefore, when he came to a city without his wife, Machris, he would announce, Man Who is available to be my wife for one day? I'll marry her today and I'll divorce her after I leave this city so that it, he shouldn't have any issue of tumor to get married for one day. Rav Nachman, similar, when he came to the city Shechnitziv, Machris, he would announce, Man Who would marry me for one day? Okay, very interesting thing. I mean, I just tell you the pshat that the, the, it says in the Ben Yoder from the Ben Ishchai. He says that it's not that these Amiraim were concerned about this, but really, they made this announcement to this city because in this city there were a lot of people that were not getting married and they were older already. So they made this announcement in order to sort of show people the concern that you have to have to live all your life without a wife is not a derech al and therefore he was, they were showing even we're here only one day. We want to make sure that we have a wife with us. So you for sure, everyone should make sure to get married in the right time. That's uh, the Pshat of the Ben Yoda. So the, the Gemara asks on this, how can they say this? How can they come for one day and say, who would marry me for one day? But Vatanya in Abraisa we learned, You can't travel to one country and get married to someone there. And then And then go to a completely different place and marry a woman there. Why? Maybe the children of one wife and another will come and meet up with each other later on. And it's possible that a brother will marry a sister not knowing that they share the same father. Right? Communication of those days was not at all like today and therefore they will not realize that they have the same father. So you're not allowed to do this. So how would Rav and Rav Nachman, they would travel one place, another place, wherever they went, they would marry a wife for that day? That day? Possibly. My one day or two days, however long it was. So the Gemara says, and so was first the conclusion of the statement of Rabbi Yezab ben Yaakov. By doing this, you'll fill the whole world with mamzeidim. They won't realize that they're marrying a brother or a sister. You fill the world with zima. So the Gemara answers, Amri, they said, in this case, it's not an issue. If someone is a son or a daughter of Rav or Rav Nachman, which are such great, good yichas, Rabbanon, so then the children will know about it. They'll, they'll know who their father was. So in such a case, they weren't concerned. But the Gemara has another problem with what they did. But Rav said, the halacha is when a person comes to get married, when you are getting married to someone, you demand, or in other words, you make a schedule to get married to a woman. She was appeased to get married. She first has to have seven clean days before she can get married. Right? And, mm-hmm. and Rashi brings the Gemara that says in Nida that something that's called Dam Chimud. We're concerned that maybe because of the desire, because of her excitement of marriage, she might see blood. So therefore we have to set aside seven clean days. So how could these Chachamim come to a city and marry a woman in one day without putting aside seven clean days? So the Gemara answers, two answers. One answer is, Rabbanon, I do they would notify in advance. If they knew that they were traveling to a certain city, they would notify in advance. And they would send a shliach to let know that we're going to be here to find a wife that should be set aside and ready for seven days in advance. Another answer. 
they wouldn't actually marry them. They would only designate. When it said before the, the case that, that, that they came to cities and they would marry a wife, doesn't mean they actually marry them. It means that they would set them aside for themselves. That they should be ready, prepared. It's not compared to someone that has a desire for something by bread. If someone has a desire, he doesn't have the, but if he has bread in his basket, he has enough available for him, so the desire is not so strong like a person that has no bread in his basket. So therefore, their whole, the only reason they were doing this was all in order to not come to a tomb of Keri. To have a wife that's there available, even if they didn't marry her yet, but it's, it's designated and they know theoretically if they want, they could marry her, even if it's in seven days. So that was enough in order that they should uh, not have the tumor of Keri. So this actually answers also the previous question. How could they marry a woman in one country and in another country? They didn't actually marry them according to this version, according to this answer of the Gemara. There's a few pshatim in this answer here. Taisvist, other Rishani, but this is one pshat. Let's finish off over here. There's one more Mishnah. Finish the, the Dafta over here. Masru Zikne Bezdin Zikne Kohona. So now the Zikne Bezdin that we're teaching him and we're reading it for him, the Alochis of the day, then gave over the Kohen Gadol to the Zikne Kohona. And they taught him the Halachis of the Ketaydes and so on. And they, in the Halu, they brought him to Beis Aftinis, to the, to, the, to the room, to the place of Aftinis, which is the place where they prepared the Ketaydes. And then they made him take an oath and that, that he's going to do the uh, Aveda of the Ketaydes, the way it's supposed to be al Alpi and not like the Tzdaikim that did it differently, which will be explained in the, in the Gemara tomorrow. Gemara will explain the difference of the way that Tzdaikim did it, different the way Chachamim said it should be done. So that he made a Shvuah that he should do it right. And then they went away from him. And they said to him, Ishi our master, the Kohen Gadol, we are the messengers of Bezdin, and you are our messenger. You're doing it, we're appointing you. You have to make a shvua in the name of the Ebishter that dwells in this house. You shouldn't change in the Aveda of anything that we told you. The Kohen God will separate and cries. And the Gemara will explain the fact that they were chayshirim. And they also separate and cry for the fact that they were chayshirim and perhaps he's a tzaddik. Now what would he do the entire night of Yom Kippur? So if he's a Chacham, if he's a Talmud Chacham, so he himself, he learns, he learns Taita all night. He doesn't sleep, so in order that he shouldn't see any carry. Vim Lav, if he's not a Talmud Chacham, Talmud Chachamim, Darshim Lefanov, Talmud Chachamim, teach him Taita, they read Taita in front of him. Vim Ragal Likrais, so if he can't learn, so, but if he could read from Tanakh, Kaira, can read himself from Tanakh. Vim Lav, Kaira and Lefanov, if not, they read in front of him. Vimek Kaira and Lefanov, what do they read in front of him? Be'iyov or Be'ezra, from, this, from the Svarim of Iyov and Ezra or Be'divrei Ayomim. So Rashi says these are more interesting things that should uh, catch his attention so he shouldn't fall asleep. Schaye ben Kavutl ben said, Po'amim Harbe, many times I would be the one to read in front of the Kohen Gadol and Karisi Lofanov be Daniel. I would read from him from the Sefer of Daniel.